Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Gabriel Devine, and I'm feeling a little bit better, as you can tell. My voice is coming back a little bit stronger as uh, the evening progresses. I'm sure it'll get worse again. Um, I told you guys that we were going to do a, or I was going to do an episode that's kind of like a review of a recent new movie that just came out starring CM Punk himself as well as a good friend of ours here at the show, Mr. Bishop Stevens, a.k.a. Ali Stevens from the wrestling world, the Atomic Dog. Um, first off, I don't want to, once again, don't hurt anyone's feelings. I am not a big horror movie lover or expert. My wife, on the other hand, is is you know a diehard horror movie fan. She loves the... It movies, the Freddy Krueger movies, the Jason movies, all that. I mean, and I like Halloween. Don't get me wrong, and I kind of like Freddy Krueger, but I've never been huge on horror movies. But uh, enjoyed the movie. It, it was good. It had its own weird little plot twist to it. Um, Bishop Stevens' part, he did good. Um, I always love seeing um, Bishop in anything. Uh, shout out to him as he, you know, had a role on Empire, and he also had a movie called Payday that come out that he played a part in. Uh, you know, very excited that he's gone from wrestling to actor, and I hope that it pays out for him and he becomes a, a huge success at it. Everybody loves the fact that you get to live your dreams and stuff like that, and it would be great. It would be amazing for someone that we know to make it that big. Um, Sorry for the pause. Everybody knows I have a tobacco problem idea. Um, 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 we're doing the um again. My my gripes and concerns with it were the fact that CM Punk was in it. I, I looked forward to seeing it when I found out that CM Punk was in it. I, um, I really hoped that it would be something for him to break out on. Now, this is... Um, I know it's on Netflix. I don't know where else you can find it, but you can find it on Netflix. It's called Girl on the Third Floor. It's about a, uh, a, a family who's trying to restart. I won't give away too much because I don't want to run the movie for everyone. Um, but CM Punk did play in it. And in my opinion, I know that CM Punk has always lived what he calls the straight edge lifestyle where he doesn't drink or do drugs. He recently drank a beer at a hockey game which was made a big deal out of as well as, you know, in this movie, he is what seems to be like an alcoholic as, as well as many other things. And it's kind of a weird situation when you see someone, you know, who doesn't portray that lifestyle off screen playing a character in a movie where they seem to like take on this role of, you know, that alcoholic lifestyle and um, and it just you know it just kind of struck me as odd. I, I even made the comment to my wife that I feel like he betrayed himself some by taking on that character. Granted, it may have been perfect for him to get his foot in the door for acting, so that people could see that he could act. Uh, I do think he did a good job acting, but the fact that he played a character who drank bothered me a little bit. Yeah, and I don't mind the fact that he drank. It's the fact that he's the straight edge you know, CM Punk and we, everyone expects CM Punk and I, and a lot of people have their own opinions on CM Punk. So I may be, I may be swinging out in the wrong corner for this one, but a lot of people think Punk's a prick. 
with all the stuff that went on with WWE. But, you know, if you're disgruntled with your place of employment, you're going to be lashing out. You're going to be hateful. And, and, you know, I'd rather someone lash out in words in a lawsuit than do some of the extreme things that we've heard about lately on the news, you know, where, you know, disgruntled employees do stupid stuff that runs their life and others as well. Um, but, you know, I love CM Punk. Uh, I will always be a fan of his in-ring work. I was very disappointed that when he went to MMA that he didn't have a better showing and that he didn't get a better chance at at it. I mean, I feel like, you know, he he trained if he would have trained harder. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to, how to voice my opinion on that because he may have trained as hard as he knew how. But um, in my opinion, I think CM Punk should have been a beast in, a, in an octagon. I mean, granted, he's not Brock Lesnar's size, but still in his weight class and, and with his experience. But, you know, some people aren't cut out for the sport of MMA. Uh, you know, he's back with, not back with WWE, but back working with WWE through Fox. He signed with Fox. He didn't sign with WWE, the way I understand the contract terms. Um, and he's a guest on uh, backstage occasionally. It is very unique in the situation that they have with Fox and have him there. But, uh, sorry, my phone went off. But, um, I'm on the way to pick up my wife, so I'm recording as I drive, just in case everybody's wondering. Something me and Carl like to do is the road trip podcast. Uh, like I said earlier, I do look forward to Saturday, the 29th, uh, as we'll be watching Revolution. Uh, Carl will be over, Titanic will be over uh, to hang out uh, and watch with us before a lot of big things change. Um, lots and lots of changes coming. Um, it's going to be few and f- way far between that you actually get to hear me and Titanic on a podcast together again. So the 29th, I'm going to take every advantage of it and get out every tidbit and clip that I can, catching up, reminiscing, uh, telling old stories and talking about the show, uh, which is going to be off the charts. Uh, I'll go ahead and do do some on that too, since this podcast, in, in my opinion, of the movie, which I give the movie a C plus, B plus in that area. I wouldn't rate it too low because it, it you know, for what it was, it was great. Uh, if you haven't seen it, like I said, I won't give out too many spoilers on it because I don't want to ruin the movie for people. But if you're into horror, go check it out. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like Freddy versus Jason, blood and guts, and 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 things like that. Uh, I wouldn't watch it with the kids. It might give them nightmares because there's, you know, there, there's a couple of murder scenes and then there's uh, some memories and things like that. And, of course, cussing. If you don't want your kids to hear cussing, don't watch it with your kids. But definitely, I mean, I got into it. It took me a minute at first because I was just like, I don't know about this punk character and him drinking. But, you know, as it, it progressed, I mean, everyone, you know, either drinks or has drink or something like that in their life i mean i'm not gonna lie me and titanic have sat around and had a few drinks you know me and my wife you know will occasionally have drinks but uh, i don't drink anymore honestly i haven't drank since before i had my gallbladder surgery that was an emergency surgery that had to come out and uh for those that don't know i did have my gallbladder out um i'll just kind of run over that real quick because there was a lot of issues with that uh, me and my wife had actually gotten back in the gym and i we were at the gym one night and I thought I had caused myself a hernia. I was hurting so bad in my stomach and it was miserable. I thought I was going to die. Um, literally was in so much pain that I, I was, you know, balled up. I laid in the bed that night. I couldn't sleep. And I went to the doctor the next day, uh, to the urgent care. And they were like, look, you need to, you know, we're going to go do this 
this test and if this doesn't show anything we're going to run a HIDA scan and we're going to pump your gallbladder full of dye because it sounds like you're having gallbladder problems. Um, so I, I did the first test and the first test didn't really show anything because it didn't really show my gallbladder a lot but uh, they did the HIDA scan. The HIDA scan uh, showed that my gallbladder had stopped functioning or was at a minimum level, level of functioning. So for those that don't know what your gallbladder does, it's, it's, it's bile, that, it pumps bile into your stomach and helps you to digest. And so my digestive system was suffering and I was having you know, several problems there. But um, anyway, they did the emergency surgery as soon as the HIDA scan results came back. They sent me to the surgeon who said that we need to get it out, uh, you know, on such and such dates. So on like, I think it was January 7th. They are, uh, no, it was the 8th. I'm sorry. It was January 8th. They took me in to do surgery. Um, you know, and I've said on my, on my Facebook account, I've thanked my wife several times because she was there with me. And had she not been, things could have been very different. Um, and had it not been for such an amazing surgeon and the nurses that took care of me, um, it could have ended very badly. Uh, the situation was worse than they had thought. My gallbladder had actually started to swell and grow. I don't know if it, the, you know, I don't, don't know the full extent of what the damage was, but it was starting to grow into my stomach apparently. So they had to separate my stomach and my gallbladder from one another and, um, and, and get it out. Uh, or it could have killed me. It could have got into my stomach and ruptured and it would have been a bad situation or, you know, ruptured in, into me internally and been a bad situation but um i've said many times on my facebook page i appreciate my wife so much for taking care of me like i did for her when she had her gallbladder out um apparently i had attempted to quit breathing while they were operating or shortly after they had stopped operating and they had to revive me and uh, so little interesting situations the first time i've actually come out with this other than like on you know messages on facebook where I've tagged my wife and my brother who were, you know, pretty much the only two that were really there that kept in touch, you know, and of course my mother-in-law who lived with us and, and helped take care of me as well. And I appreciate her and my wife so much. And I, and I appreciate our kids because our kids did so well and, and helping mom take care of me and getting their homework done and, and stuff like that for the first couple of days. And then um, my wife, uh, I think it was like two days after surgery, was like, hey, let's take a road trip. I want to get out of the house. I'm going crazy. I'm not one of those people that likes to sit at home. That's why when these changes that uh, take place, take place, it's going to be a good thing for me and a bad thing for me because I'll be doing a lot of sitting around studying and things like that. But we'll also be doing a lot of traveling for work and, and, and related things to that, that nature. But uh, two days after surgery, I was like, let's take a road trip. And we took like a, a 45 minute to an hour ride away from the house, you know, there and back, of course. And then, you know, not, not very long after that, we were on another road trip. But the first road trip, I, uh, I, uh, my wife was like, you're, you're not driving. I'll drive. I was like, I'll drive. It's okay. And she's like, no, I'll drive. And so I gave in because I'm not that person. I like to drive. And you can ask Titanic. You can ask anyone that knows me. Normally I drive everywhere. I mean, if they want to take their vehicle, I'll gladly drive. But you know, normally if we go somewhere on a trip, I drive. I don't mind driving at all. I love driving to Memphis. I love driving to New Orleans, Baton Rouge, wherever we're going. I love to be the one driving. That's just me. That's a me thing. So I took, you know, I let my pride take the back seat there and let my wife drive. Uh, it was a little difficult, uh, soreness. She, she made a comment that day. It was two days after surgery and I'll never forget it. Yeah. You, you know, for, she said, you know, for a man who almost died, you're doing a little too much. Uh, which cracked me up because like I said, the, you know, I, uh, 
attempted to quit breathing on them and they had to do what they could to make sure I didn't. And apparently they uh, had too much anesthesia and um, the it's Finnegan or, or something. Uh, the medicine for nausea, there's, there's two of them. I can't remember exactly what the other one's called, but uh, Finnegan and, or something else. There's another one, but I can't remember. Anyway, uh, they had given me, of course, anesthesia to put me under, and then they gave me some pain medication and stuff for nausea. While I was under that way, when I woke up, I wouldn't feel anything, but with everything that happened, they had to pump me full of what's called Narcan, I believe. If I'm not pronouncing that right, I'm sure if my wife is in here, she'd correct me. But um, they pumped me full of that crap fixed me where I would be okay but the sucky part of it was when I woke up from surgery I was hurting so bad that I couldn't even stand up so it was a it was a rough go uh, so if everybody that hasn't known that I had the gallbladder surgery and uh, the near-death experience you know that's why I haven't been podcasting near as much as because I just haven't haven't been able to you know like the first two weeks I was you know resting and I slept a, a lot um, and then you know, Titanic's had his health issues. You know, he almost passed away on me after his surgery. And uh, thank God the doctors and the nurses took care of him because I couldn't couldn't do it without my brother. It'd be hard to do. He's truly one of my best friends and my best friend. As a matter of fact, I, I won't even lie. Um, you know, we've known each other 20 years. He's seen me in my ups and my downs and he's saved my life until my wife came around and him and her have kept me on the straight and narrow along with the kids. And, and I, I just applaud them for putting up with me because I've, I've been a stubborn ass at times. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Dane. I'm going to be getting him on the podcast soon. I miss him. We, we recently relocated to help take care of my grandmother. And that's been another reason I haven't podcasted near as much because of her health. And uh, you know, we almost lost her a couple of weeks back due to some health issues as well but uh things are looking up looking way up um so much good things going on now as well as getting over the bad but you know we're planning and plotting for the future but uh like i said i'm gonna try to get my buddy dane on uh shout out to him he does a uh, he works for a roofing company and um so i'm gonna get him on we're gonna do some talking about roofing which is you know not a bad thing you know if you need a new roof maybe you can get you a new roof through them if you live in the jonesboro green county whatever area I'll get him on and we'll get some details. And, uh, shout out to T Mike and, and all the Clavers and everybody back in Ponchatoula, Hammond, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Zachary, all that area that we hang out in when we go down and visit. Uh, shout out to you guys. If you're ever in the New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Hammond, Ponchatoula area, you definitely want to go over to Ponchatoula, Louisiana and check out Clavers, uh, Turtle and Gator Farm. Man, it is the most awesome place that we visit every time we're down. As a matter of fact, I talk to him quite a bit. I plan on getting him on the show the next time we go down and maybe even popping some videos up on our YouTube channel or something to, to spread the word about them because, man, it's such an awesome experience because a lot of times you go to places and they're like, here, we're going to tape the gator's mouth. Uh, well, that's a fucking no-no. You're not going to hand me a tape gator because, first of all, that means that gator's not used to being handled. You know, it's a dangerous situation when the animals aren't tame and used to being handled. You got to know your animals. Uh, T. Mike and all of them over at Clavers are awesome. They work uh, a lot with LSU. They sell turtle eggs and things over for like um, Alzheimer's research and cancer research and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a great place. You definitely want to help them out by going by and checking out their farm. And man, they let kids ride turtles. They've got big tortoises and and they'll literally carry people my size, you know, and I'm a pretty big dude. I'm not as big as I used to be, but I'm a pretty big dude. And the turtles and to- or the tortoises will carry you. They've got snakes, crocodiles, uh, alligator snapping turtles. They have ostriches, turkeys, 
trying to think of what else they have. And they've also got some new things in. Um, I won't even lie. We'll get Mike on. That'll probably be, I, I guarantee you, if I can get him good and talking and, and everything, I bet we get at least an hour and a half, if not more, out of the history and the heritage of his family and the business that they have that's been in their family for generations. It has been an awesome joy to get to know those guys. Uh, you know, one day it'd be an awesome joy to work by their side or do something that would help benefit them in the long run. You know, as as things progress, I'll definitely let, let more cats out of the bag on what's going on in our lives and our changes. But, um, you know, there's so much that I have to be cautious about and protective of because I, I don't want my children put in any danger with certain situations. Uh, and it's been pretty hectic. You know, that was another reason I quit podcasting for a little bit and, and took some time off. But we're going to make it better this year, even with, you know, homework and college and kids' schoolwork and homework and, and work and, and everything else. We're going to do more podcasting. You know, I'm looking forward to doing some AEW. I was highly disappointed in myself for missing the cage match that Cody and Warlord had where Cody did the moonsault off of the top of the cage. It was a beautiful moonsault. I've seen clips of it. Shout out to Cody for that. That was awesome. Um, but uh, on to what I was going to talk about. Uh, Revolution, AEW Revolution is Saturday night. Uh, we've got John Moxley taking on Chris Jericho for the AEW Championship. Um, Darby Allen, I believe, is taking on uh, Sammy Guevara. Don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% sure, but I believe so. I know that Pac is taking on the fe- freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy in Orange Cassidy's first ever singles match. And I'm just going to go ahead and give out a spoiler alert that unless someone beats Pac up, I don't see the freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy beating Pac. You know, the bastard Pac is pretty badass. Uh, He's not, you know, that nearly, you know, as Vince McMahon would say, he's not the guy, but he's a guy. I mean, he's great. I love his in-ring work, his high-flying style, and and for his size, he's jacked, and he he can kick your ass. I mean, I I wouldn't want to fight him because if, if... you know, we had to get into a shoot fight. I'm sure he could, you know, beat each other. Me and I'm probably taller than he is, but uh, it'll be Pac versus uh, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. <coughs> I do apologize. Uh, I do know that Dustin Rhodes, the natural Dustin Rhodes, will be taking on Jack Hager. And as my wife pointed out, and I can say whatever I want because I'm not under contract with anyone, so I don't, I won't get in trouble. I'll hopefully not anyway, unless Vince McMahon decides to fucking sue me. Excuse my language. Uh, but uh, my wife pointed out that he's being kind of petty. She said Jack Hager's being kind of petty. I said, "What do you mean?" She said, "Well, his name." She said, "Why won't they just use Jack Swagger?" I said, "Well, first of all, that's that's the WWE thing. They, you know, they trademark stuff and they trademarked Jack Swagger." And actually, Hager or Hager or however you pronounce it, Jack Hager is his legitimate name, and that's why they're using it. She says, "Oh, so he's not being petty?" And I was like, "No, he's not being petty." I said, "But in a way, it is kind of petty because his name in WWE was Jack Swagger. Jack Hager sounds, you know, pretty much the same as Jack Swagger. But technically, it's not really being petty as he simply is using his real name." Uh, since he can't use the swagger name because of the WWE ordeal, which is, you know, legitimately a, a, you know, a, a thing, I guess, because you're not allowed to use your name. I mean, whatever. But, uh, you know, Pac doesn't use Neville or anything like that anymore. He uses Pac or Pack, however you want to pronounce it. But I do know that uh, the Young Bucks will be taking on Kenny Omega and uh, Hangman Adam Page for the 
AEW World Tag Titles. And that should be a off-the-chart super kick party straight up. Uh, going to be a fantastic match. Friends versus friends there. You know, it's it's going to be awesome. I look forward to watching that one. Of course, AEW's uh, title match where, it, you know, we've got uh, Chris Jericho taking on Moxley. And, you know, I may be wrong, and, and I'll definitely... I'll definitely apologize if I am, you know, but come Saturday night, I I have a weird feeling that Moxley's going to be our new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Now that that may be that may be just me, you know, basing it off of, of everything, but uh, they had a pretty good build up for it. Um, you know, they built uh, Jericho and Moxley up quite a bit. Um, a couple other matches, I know Nyla Rose is defending her. Um, AEW women's title that she recently won against Chris Statlander. And uh, that'll be good. AEW women's title match. Uh, Nyla Rose taking on Chris Statlander. Some of these I'm just pulling off the top of my head, guys. I, I've got some notes at home that I'd planned on doing this podcast separately uh, without the movie review, but I figured, you know, hey, I don't want to trash the movie because it was a good movie. It just wasn't my type of movie everybody's got their own taste but it was a good movie i mean it was worth watching and i'd probably watch it again but uh i figured i'd just go ahead and throw some AEW stuff on here too and just kill two birds on one stone because y'all don't want to hear me blabble on about everything you know all night long and 50 different podcasts which i mean would help me out but it wouldn't help y'all out but um definitely you know we'll cover AEW quite a bit uh the next couple of days and i'll probably do some more podcasting uh definitely kind of enjoyed watching super showdown other than the crappy booking on a couple of things but um to aew we go um wednesday night which was just last night they uh their final show before their pay-per-view saturday night uh was pretty good uh to do, to do i won't lie i didn't watch every detail of it i watched the last few matches and moments they had um you know they had a, quite a few matches that were fairly decent um I know Kenny Omega and Pop took each other on in an Iron Man match. It was a 30-minute Iron Man match. And Omega pulled out the victory in sudden death. Uh, you know, weird, you know, that they had to go to sudden death rules, but that's how it worked out was they went to sudden death rules and Kenny Omega pulled out the victory. <sighs> I'm sorry. And the 30-minute Iron Man match on Wednesday night. Uh, fantastic for him that he won the, you know, the, I guess the, Two falls out of three or however it works out. Um, but like I said, you know, Pac goes on to take on Orange Cassidy because apparently after their match was over, Pac was up on the stage doing an interview and he, you know, Tony Schiavone asked, um, how do you feel about coming up short or something? And then Orange Cassidy and the best friends come out. And so now all of a sudden they're working each other, which is, I mean, it should be a good match, should be interesting, you know, but Orange Cassidy, in my opinion, I don't like the stick your hands in your pocket and wear your sunglasses and do all the, um, that BS. I mean, I just don't feel, I just don't feel like it's a very good gimmick. I mean, it may be good. Kids may love it, but I don't, I don't feel all up in it. But uh, definitely we'll talk about the close of the show on Wednesday night because it was the moment that a lot of people had waited for. They brought out uh, John Moxley, and then uh, Chris Jericho came out with his uh, 
what did they call it? The pain, the pain maker posse or the pain posse or something. But uh, it came out with the inner circle. They did some weird little thing where they all come out, celebrated on the stage, and then lined up and put their hands on each other's shoulders and followed each other to the ring and got in the ring. Uh, Jericho, you know, they do the intros. The, whoever the guest announcer was, I don't know who the guy was, but Jericho shot him down, making some comment about if you know you're dangerous or something, talking about his voice and talking about how that's probably the reason WCW went out of business and things like that, which of course is always the same because they were in Atlanta. But uh, it boiled down to it. Jericho refused to get on the scale first. Uh, they made Moxley get on the scale. He's like a two something. I don't even remember the exact weight. Like I said, I got notes at the house and I apologize because I'm doing this last minute in the ride. But, uh, you know, they went over the, the, they did it and then they tried to get Jericho to get up there and do it. Jericho, you know, Went all around, took the belt off, took his jacket off, took his scarf off, and whatever else. Moxley finally got tired of it. Jericho and Moxley come face to face. Moxley believed to be uh, a headbutt hard way where he headbutted Jericho in the head and busted him open the hard way, which means he didn't blade. For those of you that don't know what hard way means, but I'm sure by now we all know what hard way means. <laughs> but uh, headbutted him, busted him open. The uh, inner circle jumped him. They beat on him for quite a while. Moxley tried to fight back. They beat on him a little bit. And at one point, Dustin Rhodes hits the ring and goes straight for Hager, knocking Hager over the top rope with a uh, clothesline, taking both men out. And they brought all the way out through the crowd up to the concourse where the uh, concession stands and things are. And the funniest, the funniest comment of the night that I heard was Jr. Telling them, you know, stay away from the dipping dots. Don't, don't, don't go by the dipping dots. And then all of a sudden, Hager, I believe, was the one that did it. But he threw Dustin, or maybe Dustin threw Hager. I don't know. One of them threw the other one into the damn dipping dots thing. And Jr.'s line was, uh, "The damn dip, uh, not the dipping dots. The dipping dots never did a damn thing to anyone." And it was just, you know, funny. You, you'd have to hear it. If I can find the clip, I may uh, add it on later to this podcast. <laughs> but hearing JR talk about the dipping dots and stay away from the dipping dots and the damn dipping dots never did anything to anyone was just great, great shit. That was from JR. Uh, there was one part where JR did, in a way, in a sense, compare John Moxley to the one and only Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Texas Rattlesnake, because he made a comment that Moxley has that rattlesnake uh, mentality and even said he doesn't trust anyone and things like that. So that was a unique little comparison there from jr good old jr jim ross who uh compared moxley to stone cold steve austin that was a neat little thing and 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 cool i liked it but uh anyway darby allen then comes down at 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 some point as well as in all the melee and fighting going on and uh sammy Guevara just straight up hits him with one of them running knees bam right in the head as darby allen's trying to get in and then they break the uh the skateboard that's got Guevara's name on it over over uh Darby, uh, that's why I'm saying I believe it is Sammy, Sammy Guevara taking on uh, Darby Allen at uh, Revolution. So we'll see that match and, and Dustin versus Jack. Uh, you know, Jericho and Moxley, that's going to be off the chart. Nyla Rose and Chris, going to be damn good. The tag title match is going to be damn good. And then, of course, let's talk about it. Cody Rhodes, the All-American Nightmare, going to be taking on MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman. 
this match has been built up so well, and that was the reason for the, the cage match last week where Warlord and Cody had to fight each other. You know, there's been several things that, that have gone on. Cody, you know, there was a stipulation with MJF and, and Cody getting strapped. You know, he had to whoop him on TV and take 10 licks, and Cody took the 10 licks, took every one of them and all that, and then, uh, then he had to beat Warlord in a steel cage match, the first steel cage match in AEW history, and he... He did. He took that moonsault off the top and uh, gave a speech after the show, which was fantastic. But it just, you know, Cody Cody did everything he had to do to earn the, earn the match with Maxwell, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. And uh, I believe it's going to be off the charts. I, I, I may be wrong. It may be, you know, a stinker. But anything with Cody in it here recently, is, is, it's been money. Cody is on fire right now, just like John Moxley, just like Jericho, just like half the roster for AEW. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie, I was so jelly that I didn't get to go on the uh, Jericho cruise, man. That would have been awesome. The cruise of Jericho, man, drinking in all that good shit. But uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to Revolution. Look forward to seeing Cody versus MJF. That's gonna be a great match. Uh, definitely want to see how Chris holds up against uh, Nyla Rose for the women's title. Definitely. Looking forward to the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick taking on, you know, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page in the tag title match. You know, there's so much more that's going on. Um, you know, never, never a dull moment. There's still NWA product out there. You know, AEW Dark on Tuesday nights, AEW on Wednesday nights. AEW's getting another TV show. Uh, TNT has, you know, renewed uh, a deal with AEW for the next three years. So we're going to get AEW Dynamite at least for the next three years, plus another show on, on TNT networking. So it's, you know, it's a good time to be in the wrestling business. And I know that there have been remarks from Cody that AEW is ready to go to Monday night uh, and go head to head with Raw. I don't know if that would be a good idea at this point in, in, in you know, the infancy of AEW. But uh, it has been stated that Cody wants to go to Monday night or feels comfortable taking AEW Dynamite to Monday night or, or a show, maybe not Dynamite, but a show to Monday nights. So maybe we'll get, uh, you know, some competition. Maybe we'll actually have a war since everybody wants to keep talking about a war. Because in my opinion, the Wednesday night war is not even a, a thing because, you know, you've got DVR. There's so much these days of ways to still watch stuff. So even if they go to Monday night, people are going to tune into whichever one catches their eye and record the other. Um, the only problem for a lot of people that don't have the DVRs, of course, you know, you'll just have to watch one or the other and, and you know, get on YouTube and catch the other later or something. Um, that's pretty much what I do a lot lately. If I don't actually watch it while it's happening, I'll just go to YouTube and rewatch clips of it and things. Uh, I kind of gave up on, on the NWA. Sorry, guys. I do apologize. I was messaging my wife. But, uh, I do want to just point out that uh, I, I I don't have a I don't know why this thing keeps cutting off, but I do have <laughs> I'm having technical difficulties. Story of my life. Anyway, I don't have a problem with the NWA product. I just kind of quit watching it because there's so many guys on there, and I haven't had a lot of time to sit down and enjoy it and keep up with it and go back and track through and find find where I left off at. You know, I was I was doing so good about watching it but it just it got to the point where i quit and it sucks because i was really you know looking forward to watching the villain marty squirrel because i'm a huge fan of the villain and i know that he uh 
it recently came to my attention because I haven't followed him as much as I should that he actually has a deal where he's like uh, writing or helping book for Ring of Honor and working for Ring of Honor in NWA, which is a great deal. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, kudos to him. I hope it turns out good for him. Uh, would love to see him in AEW one day, uh, you know, being the villain. Love it. But uh, like I said, I have no disrespect or no, no ill will toward NWA. I'll definitely come back and watch some eventually once they get caught up. Um, you know, my problem is just trying to figure out when to sit down and do it because I have so much going on right now with with everything. But just uh, continue to love us and support us and listen to the podcast. And uh, we'll hear you guys and see you guys soon. Please leave feedback and you know, leave some comments, messages, messages on the page. And you know, we've got the CCWA Wrestling at Yahoo.com email. Send us some questions in, guys. I mean, if y'all got questions, if y'all got ideas for the podcast, anybody y'all want us to talk about, any stories you'd like to know. You know, there's there's a lot of information that we have. Just get with us and we'll work together on it. But uh, this is Gabriel Devine. My beautiful wife is coming out the exit now. So we're fixing to head, uh, head to the gym, I'm sure, and get some workout time in and get ready for this weekend and some tattoo therapy tomorrow. Love you guys and have a great night.